Hello and welcome in to the ASAP for Thursday, April the 21st. This is Landon. I'm here with my friends Annie and Lindsay. Say hello to the people. What's up, guys? Hey, y'all. So excited to have both of you all here. It's been a little while since I've been on the ASAP. We're doing this whole rotation thing now with the hosts. So excited to be back. Uh, Excited to recap a fun little message from David on running the race. Uh, Fun fact right now, I am actually training for a half marathon. Oh, wow. So when he was like, are there any runners in the room? I like put my hand halfway up, you know, (laughs) because I'm not quite a marathon runner. But um, yeah, we're getting close. Ran 10 miles over the weekend. So that's awesome. You know. Way to go. Message really, really hit close to home <laughs> this week for me. Uh, obviously, David was talking about that in much more of like the the spiritual sense of things, um, even talking about Hebrews 12, which is sweet because we talked about, we were in Hebrews 11 for our core groups, which he mm-hmm. talked about, yeah. which is cool to kind of even bring it full circle. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of start by just maybe some general takeaways, um, what kind of jumped out um, from you all from the message. Um, totally. I really enjoyed his story about, I can't remember his name, but he was little. Yeah. Eric little. Thank you. Um, yeah. This Olympic runner that had it all, had all the fame and glory, like in the world's eyes. Um, yet he gave it all away, like because of his convictions to, um, pursue the Lord and also share the gospel. So if y'all don't know that story, definitely look it up read read about him because i'm feeling pumped and inspired to run a race for the lord instead of a race for the world so that was a big big takeaway for me yeah that's sweet yeah i (laughs) there's a few things and even during the whole time i know he focused on hebrews 12 and running the race uh, but my core group actually we did our last week of curriculum last night and so even just like i just kept thinking about ephesians 6 and like the armor of god as well Mm. and just kind of all the like the action kind of things that that takes on. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have got to go through that week with your yes, core groups uh, or not <laughs> or your shift groups. Um, but it was just really cool and kind of, I don't know. I just had that in my head the whole time and thinking about, I know they even talked about just equipping mm-hmm. and like for the summertime and what that even looks like and or for your future, depending on what step that is, depending on what year in college you are. Or I know we had like some high school seniors tonight and it's just cool to think about, where you are now and where you're going. And a lot of times I think, at least I know, I don't want to think about very far into the future. Mm. Like I like to schedule things, but at the same time I want to leave room for the different possibilities of like, maybe Mm. this friend wants to hang out or maybe I want to go do that instead. And, and so tonight I feel like really pushed me to think more seriously about like what is to come and um, just to really prepare for it instead of try to procrastinate against it because I am definitely faulty at that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that we're even starting to kind of turn our mindset right towards the summer. I think a lot of what David had to say was just thinking about like, man, where are you headed into this summer? Um, Even kind of highlighting even why the summer matters. Um, So Annie, I may kind of toss it to you. What even does it look like to do summer well as a college student? I mean, you have this, you're a part of the CSF community and it's so tight and it's so good. And then you kind of get sent out and it's just like, see you in August. Um, And what is that in between? What does that look like for you? Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe some ups, some downs, but what would you say to the uh, students who are headed into the summer? Totally. Um, Man, I love summer in college, which I feel like is pretty unique. And I feel really blessed to say that. Um, I've spent my summers at a summer camp called Pine Cove. And um, man, I really do feel like when I first started college, 
was going through my freshman year, getting poured into by a lot of people. Um, and I just remember a lot of them saying like, man, there's going to be no other time in your life where you get three months to just leave everything behind and go serve the Lord. Um, and so I ran with that and wanted to go serve at Pine Cove. And um, my first summer after my freshman year of college, I got to do that for half the summer. So I spent half the summer super like deep in the word. I was surrounded by really strong believers. I was getting to exercise my faith like every day, sharing the gospel with these high school students in Texas. And it was super great. And I experienced a lot of spiritual growth and personal growth. It was like my first time being away from home for that long. Um, and it was awesome. And I really recommend going to a summer camp. doesn't have to be Pine Cove. Literally go dive in anywhere and serve. And like summer's just a great time to do that because there's so little distractions. Um, but I can also say that I've been on the other side of the coin too. Because after that first half of the summer ended, I was just booted back to Lexington and was like, what just happened? I just had this intense like mountaintop moment. Now I'm back here in my parents' basement and I was unsure with what's happening. And um, I'd forgotten how to live like in that family dynamic. And I just had this whole year of freedom and like experiencing new things and meeting new people. And all of a sudden I was back to this old familiar. And I really do feel like I started agreeing with this old person that I was instead of continuing on like that pathway of growth, like pursuing the Lord. And it was heartbreaking for a little bit. Um, it can be super easy to get isolated, um, in your summer times in college, just because you're not spending your time during the year there. Um, so I would say that I feel like I've done my summers well in some seasons and other seasons I kind of dropped the ball and like didn't plan well. Um, I really liked what David was kind of encouraging us with tonight too. Just like it does take planning. It does take like intention to like go forth and like have a good transitional season. Um, So yeah, I would just encourage whoever is listening to plan well, even if you're going to be home, like rally some friends together. Like I'm about to graduate. And so I have a really big transition coming up and, um, it's scary, but I have a lot of um, people that are in my corner that are walking into the same season with me. And man, I just want to rally all of them together and continue to like walk forth and fight for our faith um, in the summertime. So, man, I think, yeah. And my other two summers have been incredible too that yeah. I had in college. They were all so hard, but I spent the whole thing at camp. So, um, yeah. But anyways, I think it just takes intentional planning and diving in into service um, wherever you are, whether you're at home or um, at a random summer camp in Columbus, Texas. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then Lindsay, you're a bit more removed from the the <laughs> summer college experience. So I think I'm interested even for <laughs> maybe you could speak to like the seniors uh, mm-hmm. who are listening and even what it looks mm-hmm. like for them to navigate uh, the post-college transition. Yeah, please uh, Maybe tell me. even a little bit of like what that looked like for you. Yeah, speak to Annie right please. now. Give her <laughs> all the, <laughs> the wisdom you have. Well, I first want to say that I do not have all the answers. <laughs> um, so don't don't come at me just in case. Um, but yeah, I know mine has looked a little different just because I did come on staff right after graduating college. And so I had this plan and that, that was part of my plan of, okay, I'm going to do this. And And at first that was exciting and scary, which is kind of what David talked about at the beginning of the message of kind of how you have both of those, like the anticipation of what's Mm -hmm. to come. And so I even just remember graduating and I had been working a part-time job with almost more like full-time hours um, at Kroger during like the last kind of half of my college experience. And so even just to be able to make some money to pay for rent and things like that, 
Um, I wrapped that up in May. And so I kind of was transitioning into coming on staff where in case you didn't know, (laughs) for those listening, uh, we do fundraise our salaries. Um, And so it was a whole new level of learning to trust the Lord and being like, okay, God, like you've called me to be in this position, to be on this staff. um, But I don't know how this is going to work. And I just feel like there are moments in my life that I had to trust God about different things. And even from like, don't know if journaling is your thing. And I go in different seasons of when I like to write and when I don't. But um, one of the very first things like I wrote just like in bold on one of my journals was trust. And that's been a common theme throughout my life (laughs) of just learning to always trust the Lord and trust him more because I always can trust him more. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, graduating college and especially coming on staff, and it might look different for you if you're a senior and maybe you're going to a job or maybe you're moving to a new city, um, whatever it is, or if it's moving back home, like even something like that. Either No shame in it at all. Hey, yeah, either way of whatever the Lord is calling you to, um, I just I experienced a big step in trust that I hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had had moments of like learning to trust the Lord, but it just didn't feel quite that big of a moment of learning to trust him. Totally. And so that's a big thing that played a part. And I feel like my summers after that looks a little different because with staff, our summers look a little different. Mm-hmm. And so we work some, but we also play some, but we also um, just have like breaks. And so a lot of times staff have most of the month of May off, like after the semester is over um, and then staff come back and new staff come on. And even just having those, like, I don't know if it's quite three weeks, but even in May, just that big chunk right there. Um, I would always kind of just, when it came, I would, I hope this doesn't sound bad, (laughs) but I'd be excited for time of rest and like Mm -hmm. relaxing. But at the same time, it would go so fast. And I just, a lot of times with me and breaks, and I even felt this in college too, like I would just feel like I was wasting it. And so I just encouraging to you of like even listening to Annie's story and just like don't waste it. And it doesn't mean you have to feel every second with mm-hmm. something. I don't, yeah. I don't mean that. But I just mean like she was talking about even like the intentionality of like your summer. Is it going to be what is your like goal for the summer? Do yeah. you want to spend time more in community? Do you want to spend time more in the word? Like obviously we want to do all of these things. <laughs> yeah. But maybe pick a big thing to like focus on and be like, OK, how can I accomplish this? Mm-hmm. Like month by month, week by week, day by day, like, what does this look like? And how does this play out in my life? And, and I think, I think that's also a scheme of the devil that he just wanted to make me feel like I had wasted this time. Mm -hmm. That also, like, we live in a culture of, I'm I'm starting to read, so I've barely, barely read it, but um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And it's a book by John Mark Comer. And I think it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, even just how our culture and so much of today like promotes hurry. And so I think even the devil tries to tell us that resting is bad. And so, and learning the difference between resting like with the Lord and resting and what culture says will fulfill you. And so, yeah, I just, my encouragement is to not waste it, but also to, I don't know. It's just a big season of you can trust the Lord and it might feel like nothing's happening in the summer. Maybe you got something big happening in the summer. Either way, it can be such a season and kind of like a breeding ground of learning to trust the Lord more. So I just pray that you all lean into that and press into that. Of I know it's scary, (laughs) um, but gosh, like learning to trust him more, like it's it's never going to come back void. It's never going to just lead you down a wrong path. So if anything, it leads you into more and more of him and who he is and what he has for you. Yeah. I mean, Lord knows there's all kinds of, uh, you know, reality tv tv shows that are just waiting for you (laughs) on netflix to just take all of your time over the summer 
Um, so I think there are some easy ways uh, that may feel like going on autopilot, may feel like rest mm-hmm. that may not actually be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of my big things is like numbing out. And so I think yeah. I have had to learn, and that's something that even being in this community of CSF has taught me of, okay, what are some behaviors or things I do that actually is like numbing and is not actually like restful. Rest, yeah. mm-hmm. And so that's been something, not everybody struggles with that, or maybe they struggle with it in a different way, I guess. Um, but for me, yeah, that's a, a big part of my summer is, okay, how can I not just sit here and kind of turn my brain off, but totally. actually like turn my brain on and then <laughs> like, how can I press into like what the Lord has for me or what he's trying to show me mm-hmm. this summer? And, and it doesn't have to be some big revelation. Like it doesn't have to be that your summer is this grand adventure. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's the simple things with the yeah. Lord and mm-hmm. just being with him in daily moments. Yeah. yeah. One thing that even my wife started practicing recently is just like a gratitude journal Ooh. Uh, and just writing down things like each day that she's grateful for. And I think that lets you be attentive to like even how the Lord's moving in the small things. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lindsay, as even, even as you were talking, I'm just thinking about how like there's kind of this like duality to it where like we have some like, there's some of where we like need some inward disciplines of like coming to like, Hey, I'm going to like do this thing personally, um, you know, to grow my own relationship closer with the Lord. But there's like also this outward piece of like, I know that I'm not supposed to be in isolation. And I think that sometimes isolation can define the summer and can define mm-hmm. post-college transition. So it's like, I think there's this level of, man, what are the disciplines that like can keep me close to the Lord? But then what are also the practices that can, keep me tied to other people and tied to my community because I know I need that too. Mm. Um, So I don't know for either of you all, even either like where you are now or things that have been helpful in the past, like what are those things that have been helpful for you to either like tie you to the Lord or to tie you Mm. to community? Definitely. Um, I think the first word that is coming to my brain is just discipline. Um, Yeah. I think that summers in college and also just college in general, like you're getting to choose your faith like on your own, Um, maybe for the first time um, there's no one else like feeding you Bible verses every day or like bringing you to worship services. Like summer can be an isolating time, even if you try for it not to be. Um, But it is such a cool open space for the Lord to move. um, If you invite him in and like, if you open that door for him. Um, And I just know like looking back on my summers, like I did have, a leg up just because I was like in a spiritual environment, like other people around me were seeking the same thing. Um, but I know at the end of the day, like my spiritual growth was not because of this camp round or like these fun activities or these like intense emotional like worship services. It was because I was taught how to wake up every morning and first thing, like get in the word and like be fed from that for the rest of the day. Um, and so I think just over the summer, like it is such a cool opportunity to set new spiritual rhythms. Like, you have a blank slate like what do you want it to look like ask the lord like ask the holy spirit like what what should it look like what how can i can like how can i walk more deeply into intimacy with the father and um so i would say that um discipline is just like a really cool way um to remain connected to your faith and not only connected but like deepen it as well and that can look like going on walks and just like praying or Mm -hmm. actually sitting down and reading your Bible or like deciding to listen to nothing but worship music, like and filling Mm -hmm. your um, mind um, with things of the Lord. Because I do think that we do like we become what we behold. And so this summer, like whatever you're deciding to intake, whatever TV shows Mm -hmm. or like reality shows you're watching (laughs) on Netflix or the like movies you're watching or, Um, even the podcast you're listening to or the music you're listening to, like 
even making sure those things are feeding you well are doing you a service of bringing you closer to the father and not hindering you instead um that's a huge and like small way to stay connected um that definitely takes like a mindfulness and staying alert staying awake um and not numbing out and being like okay let me evaluate like my day-to-day are the things in my life serving me and pushing me closer to the lord or are they distracting me in ways that i might not be aware of so um yeah that's my two cents there (laughs) yeah i agree with annie and even going off of some of what she said of um i think there was a quote from what david said tonight of something like don't wait for someone to hand you spiritual growth. Mm. Make a discipleship plan. Yeah. And I just, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> stabbed. He stabbed me with that. Um, but gosh, it made me think, and even reflecting back on some of my summers, when I was a college student, so the, the core group I was in, they've changed names a few times here and there, but the core group I was in, um, some of our leaders, like we had community leaders of older women in the community and then also some like staff members, things like that. They invited each of us of those that were going to still be in town or, or even not just what it was ever going to look like um, if we wanted to read a book together that summer. And so starting as like somebody that was a student in college and then now to be on staff, um, me and some of my friends that even graduated from that group like have kind of kept that up. And so it's grown to like it can just be random friends that we've made along our journey or like other people in this same like faith community or people we go to church with and and so even like I've got to do that with some of my core groups that I've led over the past few years as a staff member and it's been a cool way to like it doesn't take up our whole summer but just even a chunk of our summer of it's a book that we've read together and usually it's like some kind of Christian book (laughs) which hey there's a lot of them for sale right (laughs) now cheaply Um, in the library at the Lewis house um, but yeah, we got to read through some different books and I think, I think one of them one year was uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst mm. and just different types of books that we got to read. Or one time we did this intense like Bible study of, um, I think it was like the Epic of Eden and it was so good of like the overview of like the old Testament and how that plays into the whole Bible. And it just was really cool. And so that's something that like I got to do personally. So I don't know if it's you like starting that with your friends and and I love that quote of like what David says of like, don't wait for somebody to hand it to you. Like mm-hmm. you've got to start like your spiritual growth and play a part into it. And so maybe it's you talking to your friends and saying, Hey, why don't we start this? Maybe yeah. it's That's you helping good. to lead this and don't feel like you have to like have the best of leadership skills <laughs> or like be super equipped to do mm-hmm. this. Like y'all can figure it out together. <laughs> and sometimes that's the most fun. Um, and even just like spending time with my friends, like, I'd have a Bible study and, and we'd try to keep each other accountable. But at the same time, like there was a lot of grace over the summertime too. And mm-hmm. just to have something to do each week that we had. And, and then I'd encourage you to like, if your schedule allows for things of even having like daily time in the word, like personally for you, but then also like maybe meeting once a week, like with your friends or totally doing something together, if it's a book or talking about scripture or something. And so I don't know, that was just a way that, had really helped me and because summers did feel like so isolating for me of I never got to go work at a summer camp which I kind of was really sad about (laughs) but um yeah no matter what like space you're in over a summertime like looking for those intentional ways of things that you can do and sometimes we sit there and we think that we're so alone so isolated nobody Mm -hmm. wants to spend time with us but a lot of times we have to get up and go out first and so I hope this is an encouragement even to somebody if you feel like nobody wants to hang out with you. Maybe they're waiting at home too, waiting for somebody to ask them. And mm-hmm. so um, just really being brave and taking initiative too, which can be tough at times. But thankfully we have a God that is on our side that makes us brave and that we don't have to do it all on our own. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I even hear both of you all saying, just even allowing the Lord to like teach you what is actually restful and what's actually going to mm-hmm. like nourish your soul. I think that there's just such a gift to the the time that you're given in summers. I think Annie, you named, like you're not always going to have that. And so I think that it teaches you how to rest uh, and you can use your summers to teach you how to rest well so that when you get into that, you know, nine to five life down the road or whatever that looks like, where like you come home and you actually know how to rest. Cause like, you know, it may be in smaller pockets, but you know how to use that time in like a fruitful way. Uh, so that can be formative in and of itself. Um, man, I even just think about how a lot of like what we do with that time and what we do with our, uh, our rest even defines like who we are. Like, I think we have like some obligations to, to some things, whether it's our work or it's, uh, it's our school or whatever it is. And like, we don't get a say in how we spend some of the hours of our day, but like we have a lot of hours that we do get a say in how we spend. And uh, those are the things that really define like who we are and what we love and what we're about and where we're headed. I love that question that David posed of like, where are you headed? And like, yeah. I think you can think about that in like a next six months sense, but you can also think about that like in a, an eternal sense of like, I'm headed towards the kingdom and I'm headed towards eternity with the father. And so how can I use my summer in a way that's like meaningful towards that end? of like knowing him in a deeper way. And so even having that, like, um, I think we've talked earlier in like a curriculum, maybe this semester, but like having like a heavenly mindset, mm. like it brings you back to that. Of how do you even like live your summer with a heavenly mindset? Mm. Uh, I think there was even a piece in like the sermon of talking about like about sacrifice. Mm. Um, and it's even in that Hebrews passage of like Jesus ran the race for the joy set before him, but like that meant enduring the cross. Mm. Uh, and so he <laughs> made a temporary sacrifice of taking on the cross on our behalf because he saw resurrection life on the other side. And so I think that when we take that heavenly mindset, it's like, okay, I see the kingdom. I want to become a person who's ready for that kingdom. And so that means maybe laying down the thing that feels right in the moment Mm -hmm. uh, for something that's truly going to bear fruit down the line. So I think that's even just something to, to sit with. I just love that question of just like, where are you headed as something just Mm -hmm. to write out in your journal and just sit there and just, you know, see what comes to mind and, I don't know. I just, I like that as a, as a reflection question even coming out of this. So, um, y'all have any last thoughts, anything you want to leave the people with? Man, I just want to echo Lindsay and (laughs) just encourage y'all to continue trusting whatever the Lord has for you this summer, whether it's being with your parents or, going on a crazy adventure overseas or working at a summer camp, um, man, the Lord will meet you wherever you are. Um, and he will make it a grand adventure, um, even in the mundane. So just want to encourage y'all with that. Also encourage my fellow seniors that as we're walking into the unknown, <laughs> this is a cool opportunity for us to trust even more, to hold even harder to our savior's hand and keep trucking. <laughs> I would say just no matter what moment you are in, like being present in it. Mm-hmm. And if that is like, this is your final moment as like seniors graduating, mm-hmm. or if this is like over the summertime, if you're at a camp or if you're at home or just at any given moment, taking a time to just be in the now and mm-hmm. be present yeah. and, and see what's happening around you. And, and I also just wanted to remind everybody that like, um, as David even mentioned, I think in Hebrews 11 with the hall of faith of like, even those people that were mentioned in the hall of faith were sinners in need of grace. And so no matter the times you do mess up over the summer, um, and like maybe you didn't get to read your Bible this day or that, or maybe it's something else. And 
no matter what it is, like if you feel like you're beating yourself up over something or you feel like you are lonely, like just know that there is so much grace and yeah. that like the Lord loves you most of all. And, and even like Landon was talking about the cross and like Jesus enduring the cross, like thank the Lord, like we don't have to endure the cross because mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. yeah. And although he does call us to take up and a cross and like carry it every day, like we do not have to bear the weight that he did. Um, and so, yeah, just even reflecting and, and knowing that God goes before you and he's, he's carrying and he wants you to have his yoke that is easy, his burden, that is light. And I just hope that you all take that into your summer and have fun. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. I love the, the grace piece too, because I think it's so easy to get to like the end of June. You're like, man, summer's really not going the way I want. And then you just, mm. you know, well, July is just going to be yeah. more of the same. And so you can really like course correct in like the middle of the summer and like there is grace and like. Just because the first half goes one way doesn't mean the second half has to, you know, go the same way. His um, mercies are new every morning. There you go. So no matter what happens at the on. first half, the first third of the summer, the last half, like there's always a new day coming. Lindsay mm-hmm. dropping truth tonight. And then I love the like, I don't know, just like being in the moment, staying present, just like what does the Lord have? Like I love that question. Just like, Lord, why do you have me here right now? Like mm-hmm. what do you want to use yeah. this season for? So just even just, yeah. Be curious, like, you know, why you're in your parents' basement. You know, like, what is, yeah. why does he have you there? Because you're there for a reason. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that the Lord can truly invite us into into his goodness and into his rest this summer and just, mm. I don't know, even pray that over all of you who are listening. So, mm. cool. Well, Annie, Lindsay, thank you all so much. And uh, we're going to catch you all next time. Hope you have a great week and we'll see you later. See ya. Bye.